It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Broncos. This one's for Pat! It's low! Can you just smell this There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Tim Tebow back in the system. Good third. Oh, my God. Denver's got a touchdown. It's off by the Broncos. Uh-huh. It's Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, son! Let's go! Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother! Oh, mother! Who knows for whom the Greek knocks, for he knocks for ye. And he is Mike DeSico, and I am Jess Place. This is something, something Broncos, and we are stoked to announce that neither of us, neither of us, neither of us were cut, released, waived, or traded to other podcasts before cut down deadline. I, I am on injured reserve, though. Just, you know, you wake up and you're sore. It's like, I'm on the 15 day. We're going to put you on the pup. Yes. But you know, <laughs> I'm going to be rehabbing. I'm going to be doing everything I can. I'm going to take, uh, like, virtual reps and all that. We're going to put you on the uh, on the horse track beat. For a while, oh, till, you, yeah. till you till you get your rehab your assignment back, yeah, and yeah. Then, I'm gonna be like Russ. I'm gonna be in full uniform. I'm gonna be engaged. I'm gonna be doing mental reps. It's gonna be great. I like it. I like yeah. it. So, dude, cut down day. Not a lot of surprises, but some news. Uh, I think we both agree the headliners Malik Reed and a seventh rounder for a sixth rounder doesn't seem like much. Were you were you pleased or? Well, you know, anytime you can trade uh, a, a, a position, a value. 
for a pick when you have no picks in that draft, uh, I'm all for it. They they basically just you know exchanged a surplus of talent and a seventh round pick and made it a sixth round pick. Do I miss Malik Reed? Yes, I thought I liked Malik Reed, but Benito and Browning clearly made uh, Malik Reed expendable. And I I say they did him right by asking him where he wanted to go, and he said uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and so he is a Pittsburgh Steeler. You know, my first reaction was not enough, but then our friends at milehighsports.com had this uh, comment on Twitter that over the last two years, he's ranked 38th out of 39 qualifying edge rushers, and his pass rush productivity rate was 39th out of 39 qualifying edge rushers. So I think while we loved him, maybe it was an orange-colored glasses sort of a thing. So Peyton got some something for him. We have depth there. I think I'm on board with the trade. I think it's okay. Aaron Patrick... Wait. So he was about? the Drew Locke of uh, of edge rushers. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, as long as there's not a Malik Reed Twitter like fan base that's going to just say, you know, if only Nathaniel Hackett had believed in him, he would have been better than Bruce Smith. Or he should have given him more. Chances. Von Miller, yeah, yeah, something like that. But you know, he did lead our team in sacks the last two years, but it wasn't anything where he was setting the league on fire. So I can see that. And Aaron Patrick plays special teams, young kid sure it's a factor the other one i was surprised about was uh moody i love moody and i hope he finds a way back on a practice squad or just has a good career i like the kid so well i have some excellent news for you tell me uh as of uh gosh an hour ago we're recording this day of it's gonna post on wednesday Mm -hmm. recording it actually wednesday uh natanya mutai natan muti i mr moody I will never be able to pronounce his name, but God he's like dang Cher. It. He's just Moody. He's just Moody. Moody is on the practice. Nice. Yes. You know, I'm a teacher, and so I've been teaching classes all morning. My phone's been off, so I haven't seen the updates. Awesome news. Yeah. Ripping Josh Johnson. Go. Josh Johnson also on the practice squad. Uh, I they saw went that. Ripping over Josh Johnson, which. I, I I really honestly I think it's a coin flip. I don't know if uh, I don't know if one outshone the other. I don't have any feelings towards one over the other. Uh, do you, did you have a have a preference? I didn't. Uh, I guess if I had to choose, I'd choose Rippin. But would you be surprised if Patton brings in a new quarterback uh, over the next week? Not at all. Not at Not all. Not at all. Neither would I. Punters. Yeah. I think I'm good with Wakeman, but. A good punter is a obscure punter because you just want them to go there, do the job, and not screw up. So if Waitman does a good job, we won't be talking about him too much. But if he doesn't, that's going to be a decision that's going to be uh, second-guessed. You know, what's funny is that uh, as, as someone who is not really a big personnel guy on Mile High Report, uh, I always get stuck with the uh, player previews of people that uh, no one really wants to do. So I You don't get a- stuck. You are gifted. Those. I am gifted. I am gifted. Yes. Cause um, so I get the long snappers and, uh, and punters and, uh, and I was gifted uh, Corliss Waitman. Uh, and I, I was like, I'm like, I have never heard of this guy. I don't know who he is. Oh, is a punter. And I'm like, Oh, I doubt he's going to take over Sam Martin's job. Well, look at where we are now. That's what the preseason is all about. Corliss maybe Waitman. Way maybe to start taking your job more seriously, Jess. I, I mean, we with the two S's at the end of his name, it's like Corliss Snake. You know, yes. Like, I want the snake and Corliss. Yeah. You know, the other two uh, cuts that really surprised me, and maybe you're going to give me some good news here, were uh, McTelvin Ajim. Yes. And uh, Kendall Hinton. Everybody in Denver loves Kendall, but there's a numbers crunch, so the, the, the decision is defensible, even if a lot of the fan bases regret it. But are they on the practice squad? Tell me. 
I have some good news for you. Kendall yeah. Hinton and McTelvin Agim. Agim? Agim. McTelvin. McTelvin. Nice. McT. That makes me good news. I thought Hinton was almost a sure thing, so I'm really kind of surprised. But my favorite player from like the new guys was Jalen Virgil, and I am so stoked he's on the team. I think he can do some great, amazing things. So I'm glad they got uh, Moody, McTelvin, and Kendall back on the practice squad because I think those all three have a potential to play a role this year, and their story's not done. I think it's starting. Well, while I've got you, why don't we just go ahead and run down the list of the, the practice squad additions so far. Hit me, There's baby. going to be a few more, but Ooh. we've got we've got a list. We've got Let's Josh Johnson, quarterback. We've got Jaquan McMillan, corner. We have Kendall Hinton, wide receiver. We have Dylan Parham, tight end. We have Natane Muti, Natanya Muti, guard. Fayon Hicks, corner. McKelvin mm-hmm. Aguim, defensive lineman. Kanai Mauga, which is cool. I like I liked Mauga. The middle linebacker. Yeah, yeah I think he's he's going to be a player uh, for the franchise at some point. And D- Divine Ozigbo, as the running back, uh, is on the practice squad. Yeah, he was here for like, what, a week? And he made his impression. He, he did a good job, so good for him. And he he impressed, yeah. So uh, and uh, Jonathan Harris, defensive lineman, and Quinn Bailey, offensive tackle. So there's there's your practice squad. I as think it's, it is. that's solid. And like you say, he's not done yet. He's going to be seeing uh, who else is out there. So I like it. I I'm okay with the roster. The ones there was there was no big complete shocking move, and even the ones like you know Malik Rippin, uh, Corliss, I understand them. I get it. Even if I might have done the other one, I think he made good choices and i have no real issues here here is the here is the intrigue though that that you need in your life seth williams was uh extended an offer to be on the practice squad and uh he's drawn a lot of interest around the league as he should be currently weighing his options so uh i don't know if he's going to become a bronco or not i i would think it would be a good idea to come to stay with denver because everyone knows who he is like i think going to another team Unless you have an opportunity to start, I think you, you, you kind of you start a rung lower on the ladder. Like that's sure. just my, that's just my belief. But if he's going to come here and start off as at the seventh rung on the ladder, but he can go to a team who needs help and maybe starts as a third or fourth rung, I want him back. But I don't blame a player, especially in his situation, for saying I got to take care of me. I got to be selfish. I got to do what's right for me. He doesn't owe the Broncos the loyalty of you know a hometown thing. So go get your Seth, and I hope it's in Denver. But if not. I'll root for you. So what's important to note about the Seth Williams signing is that if the season comes down to Seth Williams playing wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, the season's already lost. Like things have gone horribly wrong if it's hinging upon Seth Williams. I don't know. You go four and five wide a lot and that third, fourth, fifth wide receiver spot could fluctuate. You know, uh, I like Hamler. He's had injury trouble. So we're going to get people in there. Jalen Virgil is an undrafted rookie. How does he respond? Maybe he gets bumped down to the practice squad. So I think Kendall Hinton is definitely going to have his chance to shine this year. And Seth Williams, I think, could as well. But that was a risky move to expose him, and I don't blame him for considering options. Yeah, well, best of luck to him wherever he ends up. I I hope he ends up in Denver. So do I. Um, He's a good player. He seems like a good dude. So I hope he uh, makes it work. Preseason is over. Regular season is about to begin. Last year, Teddy Tuglove started 3-0. and Then he lost four straight, finished 7-10, won five in the division. You got to remember, the first year Peyton was here, he went 2-3 and three in his first five games. In the second game in Atlanta, he threw three interceptions. People saying he was done, there was nothing there. So my question is, is it important for Russ to get off to a fast start? And if he doesn't, how panicked will everybody be? Because Peyton didn't get off to a good start. 
Teddy Two Gloves did. What do you think? How important is the first month of the season this year? I'd say it's uh, it's very important. I think I think Russ needs to come out against the Seattle Seahawks and make a statement to the rest of the league. And I think he will. I think he's got something to prove. I think he wants to show up Pete Carroll. I think he wants to show up the 12s. I think he is out for blood. And uh, and I think the rest of the Broncos are going to follow him. Do, uh, do you think victory. Russell would be out for blood? Wouldn't he be out for like everybody having fun and it was a good sportsmanship and we're just happy to have won? Or do you think he'll actually be going for blood? I think he's out for blood. I think he's right. mad how they did him, like especially after his press conference in Denver. He'd where, never say it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he alluded to it, which was which was uh, telling. I mean, you know, he doesn't usually you know go there, but uh, I think uh, I think we're going to see great things out of uh, Russ uh, on that Monday Night Football game against the Seahawks. I think I think. That's going to be a statement game. That's going to be a statement game for him to the rest of the league. Uh, it's going to be a statement game that the Broncos are back. And and it, I am here for every second of it. What do you think? Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think it's going to be a statement game for his teammates because if they see Russ go out there and be who we think he is, everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go somewhere. We can do anything. You've said before, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I think if Russ goes out there and cooks, then everybody else has to elevate their game. That's how it was with Peyton, remember? Because you knew how hard he worked, and so you had to step up your game to match. And if Russ goes out there and cooks, I think it brings a spark to the defense. Like, let's just go get him the ball back. Let's do this. And it'll be something so much different for the entire franchise if he goes out there and cooks. Well, so what do you think? What does cooking look like? Back when the schedule was, was released in the prior iteration of the show with Tim and Lori, we would go through the schedule and be like, this is a win. This is a loss. This is a win. This is a loss. And everyone would get bored and tune out. So rather than do that, uh, with one week, well, one and a half weeks, really, to go until our first game, are there any games that catch your eye on the schedule, Mike? Yeah, you know, the first one I'm going to go with is week three, San Francisco at Denver. And there's two reasons for that. One, because I'm going to be there. Yes. The first lady of Broncos Twitter, Sarah Garner. So I'm really excited to hang out and see some people at the uh, tailgates. But this is going to be the first real test. The first two games are at Seattle and home against Texas. They should, and I will say they need to be 2-0 and going into that. This is going to be the first game against a really good team, Sunday night football. It's an early must-win game because the end of the schedule is brutal. And they need to get these wins now. And I think for an early season statement game, this is it. They need to show the nation who's watching, show another playoff team, show a team that Russ knows really well from the NFC West. This is who the Broncos are. So I think that one is really crucial. What's your first game you're watching? My first game that I'm most excited to watch, Broncos at Rams. Week it's, 16. It, it's uh, it's going to be, like you say, it's, it's in the middle of that hard stretch. Broncos at Rams to be the champs. You got to beat the champ. It's going to be uh, Russell Wilson uh, going up against his old NFC uh, West foe. The the Los on Angeles Christmas Rams. Day on Christmas Day. So it's you know you get to open presents. You get a you get to play with the toys. You get to watch the Broncos play on Christmas Day. And if they win, then you don't have to uh, you know go to Christmas dinner all up or drunk or well I mean it is Christmas. maybe either way yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, Christmas dinner, you wouldn't be the only person there drunk. That's all I'm saying. Right. Right. But yeah, no, that is huge because that last stretch in the season is just going to be brutal and you have to steal a couple of games and playing at the champs on Christmas day, they're going to be favored. And if the Broncos can go in and steal a win, it's going to be huge. Yeah, I know he plays for the Broncos now. And I know that it got heated with the Rams and the Seahawks. You, you know, Russ has some deep seated feelings about beating the Rams. And so he has a, he has a list of uh, yeah. people who are on his list and the Rams are on that list. They're, they're probably close to the top. And so they I could I, be. I think that it'll be fun for for Broncos country to get a little uh, a little window into that rivalry. For sure, uh, I don't I don't have that down as actually a win for the season, but I I think it will be I think it will be a game. I'm, it'll I'm be a, one of those revealing games either way because it's going to be right before the playoffs. So if the Broncos are fighting for their playoffs and this is a must win, it's going to be telling. Or if they're in a good spot, it's going to be a playoff tune up because they're basically going to say so this is a Super Bowl preview. So either way, it's going to be big. I don't think there's any doubt about that. My second game, week four, Broncos at the Raiders. You're not going to do anything unless you win your division games. And this is the first division game. It's on the road. You need to make a statement because a lot of people are saying the Chiefs and the Chargers are the top two and the Broncos and the Raiders are going to be fighting out for third. You need to smack them back right at the beginning. I think this is huge. We've not done well in the division for since Peyton. I think it's big. What do you think? I, I think you're right. I think it's also going to be uh, our first shot at uh, Josh McDaniels uh, since, <sighs> since he uh, went Did to you know Vegas. he used to coach the Broncos? He did. He did. That's and, true. Yeah, it's true. Nobody, Not many people know that, but it's true. He, the uh, the joshing <laughs> is happening in, in Las Vegas. Uh, they uh, they ended up cutting a lot of uh, a lot of draft picks. Their first the round draft pick yeah. last year. Oh. First round draft picks from the previous year and they didn't pick up the first round option in the three draft picks from the previous year raiders are gonna raider no matter how many things change that stays the same add in a little josh mcdaniels and it could be very nice josh mcdaniels has got to be more up for that than anybody right because nobody in the broncos was there when josh mcdaniels was here so it's not like we're trying to get revenge against our coach the fans are this game is in vegas but mcdaniels is going to have a little bit of juice for that game don't you think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And he should, he should, but I, what is, what good does Josh McDaniels juice have when his team is doo-doo? We will find out. So give me another game. Which one are you uh, having your eye on? Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at the very, very last game, the Chargers at Broncos. It, it's it's so far off that the NFL couldn't actually supply a start date or time or network to it. It's on Flex, January baby. 7th or 8th, maybe. Yeah, whenever we can get to it. Well, it might we'll be play, on Nickelodeon. We'll play. It could be. Who knows where it'll be? We'll uh, be streaming on DenverBroncos.com. Right. Yeah. Whatever it will be, it will not be uh, available to any out of market fans who want to watch it without DirecTV. So this is the first consequential last game of the season the Broncos have had in a half decade. Hopefully they they should be they should be good enough to be in the playoff hunt. And this game should mean something. You know, it'd be ideal. Week 18. Brett Rippon is starting because we're locked into our playoff spot and we're giving Russ a much needed rest. That's best case scenario, right? He and Ciara are off uh, hanging out with uh, with uh, Hamilton, uh, doing a little Formula One uh, racing in in France. Maybe I, helping I, I Condoleezza like negotiate some peace somewhere. Right. Yeah, that could I, be good. Yeah, I saw her tweet uh, about Mikhail Gorbachev, and I, I that was very strange. I was like, the Broncos owner is tweeting about the death of Mikhail Gorbachev. I don't know how to feel about this. This is different. So well, you know, at least our quarterback is not tweeting about a flat Earth like Geno Smith and the Seahawks. <laughs> so you know, it could be worse. All right, so why don't you tell me your third game? 
<laughs> Gino, you've been on a plane before, right? You've looked out it's... the window. Come on, Gina. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, all right. So, and then, you know, the last game that I, that I'm really looking forward to is, is the first game. It's the, it's, it's that statement game against the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russ, like I've said, he's going to be up. He's going to be amped. The team is going to be amped for him. It's Monday night football. It's a national game. It's the decline of relevancy for the Seattle Seahawks. It's Geno Smith taking the field. Flat earth conspiracy theories be damned. It's going to be great. So two questions. One, what do you think uh, Russell's stats will be? I'm going to say 280 yards, three touchdowns. Passing? Passing. Okay, because he, he can he can scooch he in can the rush. end zone. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we, we haven't seen Russell Wilson in the Broncos offense. Like, it, How That's, often is he going to run? How often yeah. is he going to scramble out of the pocket and do like bootleg awesomeness? Like, you know, uh-huh. what are we going to see? We have no idea what we're going to see. And that is what's so exciting. So excited. You know, maybe I'm the only one that's worried about it, but this is going to be the first time they ever play in a game. It's the first time he's going to be behind uh, Cushionberry to get a snap. It's going to be in the, maybe the loudest stadium in the NFL. They're going to go silent. They don't have that experience. Are you worried about a rough start? Or do you like, no, these guys are pros. They got it. We're going to be just fine. I think that they have a great opportunity to shut the 12s down early. They may, if they make a statement early, they will lose their voice and uh and we won't hear from from the 12s uh anymore. I th- I think th- they're going to get so demoralized by any success that Russell has that it's in our favor. Like I mean, yeah, at the beginning it will be loud, but later in the game it it has all the all the potential to be very very quiet. Give me a percentage of cheers versus boos for Russ when he's introduced. Oh, I think they're going to cheer. I think people are mad in Seattle and not at not at him, but at at the regime for. So you think he's going to get trade. cheered when he comes out? I I think he'll get cheered when he comes out, but I think because um, they they love him. They he brought them a, their only Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I I just I I'm sure there will be some boos, but I of think, course I you know they. The Seattle fans pride themselves on loyalty and love and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I would be surprised if they're if, if they are overly hostile to him. Well, as I think it was three years ago, I think it was Vix and Pat Shermer's first game. The first play was a uh, tight end jet sweep to Noah Fant, and they ran him around the edge. Do you think uh, they say? Judy, go deep and let Russ air it out in the first play. Do you think they're going to try to make a statement? Or is it going to be all this hype? It's Russell. It's Russell. Hand off to Javante. What do you think Nathaniel Hackett does? Does he want to go out there and be like, let's let Russ throw it deep on the first play? I want to see because he's so excited. What does he want to do? Yeah, I think they do. I think I I think they do. I think they stretch the field early so that they can open up the run game because like, we also haven't seen Javante Williams. And so I think if if they can get the Seahawks on their heels fast, stretching the field, then the run game will open up and then you can start working your tight ends and, you know, all those boots and bubble screens and all the things that, that we have known to love of Broncos football these last few years will also work. So yeah, stretch the field early and often and everything else will open up. I liken Hackett to some giddy little kid playing Madden. I think he wants to go deep. I wouldn't be surprised if we came out four wide and the first play was uh Russ's absolute favorite play, take a shot, do something just because I think that's, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's Nathaniel's enthusiasm. And I think he won't be able to resist it. And I'm all here for it. Do it. And if it doesn't work on first down, do it again on second down. Yeah, why not? I want to see it. I, I would rather they threw it uh, the first three downs rather than than running it the first three rounds. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, downs. you know what's going to be amazing? It's going to be third and 12 at some point, And it's not going to be a draw play necessarily. We might actually try to get a first down. Can you even imagine? 
Can you do that? Can you, can you score you more than 17 points a game? Like Other teams do? Why not us? It could be us. Ah, uh, man, so I got one more game that I'm really looking forward to. Do you want to know what it is? What is it? What you got? Do you want to know? I do. I do. Like we said earlier, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Our first game is Kansas against Kansas City is in Denver, week 14, December 11th. We're never going to win a division until we beat Kansas City. We've lost 13 games in a row to Kansas City. You got to punch the bully in the nose. We got to beat Kansas City. The first chance is week 14. And we get him at home. And we get him at home. After that, I think, uh, what, week 17, we're in Kansas City. And winning this first game, hopefully it helps win the division. Who knows? But we got to beat the Chiefs at some point. And they're the king until we prove otherwise. I would like to prove otherwise. I think we sweep the Raiders, the Raiders for sure. And I think we sweep the Chargers. I I know that that's bold thinking and that's crazy Mm -hmm. considering everyone's on the Charger train. So you're saying four and two in the division. Yeah, I think I think we go four and two. Which right now, if they say you can have four and two in the division, I would jump on that and take that in a heartbeat because we were one and five last year. So that's three wins right there. Add those three wins in, and all of a sudden we're a 10 win team. Well, I like it when you put it like that. That sounds yeah. Great. I'll take that every day of the week. Kansas City, I, like, I still feel like we have like kind of a mental thing. Yeah. With them. And we got to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I have, I have them down as a lot. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my projection is. I say we win 11 games. We win against Seattle, Houston, San Francisco, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, the Chargers, the Jets, Jacksonville, Las Vegas again, Carolina, and the Chargers again. Losses come against Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, the Rams, and Kansas City again. What do you think? Yeah, I am uncharacteristically feeling optimistic. I'm saying 12 and 5. I have all the same wins as you, and I think they find a way to steal a game against Arizona or Tennessee. I think they're going to win a game they shouldn't win, and they're going to go 12 and 5. I still think they'll probably be a wild card because I still think the Chiefs win the division. But I think we they're both play. We both say they're a playoff team, right? I do. Yeah, I think they are. Do you think this will be like Peyton's first year where they got in the playoffs, they didn't go far because they kind of have to go through that as a team, and then they come back next year? And make the move? Or do you think this is a year where they can go in and make their move and make some noise in the playoffs? Well, you know, while the iron is hot, you've got a new quarterback, new head coach that's got a lot of fire. Uh, there's, I mean, there's no reason why they can't. I mean, you know, you, you, you hear national media types say uh, Denver can't do it. But it's like they're they're like, well, who's on Denver? And it's like, well, Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton, uh, Javante Williams, and Pat Sertain and Justin Sim- Just keep uh, going. Simmons. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. You know, it's like it, it, like do we need to tell these people like I like uh, Vincent Bonsignor. I, I, I get to hear from him quite a bit because I still listen to Los Angeles sports radio. And uh, and he is he's always have to jump on the Denver Broncos about how uh, he doesn't know who anybody is and how they're not going to be any good. And, and it, oh, you that, know, that seems a reflection on you, Vincent. Yeah, I, it's but uh, we like to dog on the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Raiders, so I can't blame them. They, they're cutting Alex Leatherwood, their their first ha! draft pick. Like, Lame. there's maybe you ought to look a little inward. I know that you're you know got the uh, silver and black glasses on there, but I, why don't you just take a little look at what you got cooking there? I mean. Are you aware that Josh McDaniels is your head coach? Like, start there. Yeah. And your last six uh, first-round draft picks over the course of three years are garbage, 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 jail, garbage, garbage. Well, I don't know. How I mean, that matters. Precisely than that. You know, one of the big concerns people have said is it's our first year with a new quarterback. It's going to take time to gel. To have them win this year is not realistic. 
But do me a favor. Remind me who won the Super Bowl last year. That was the Rams. Did they have a new quarterback? They did. Interesting. So it's, he was some scrub from Detroit, though. So I mean, that's yeah. like one off so, weird. So you had this quarterback who wasn't very successful, went to a team stacked and did good things in the playoffs and won a Super Bowl. Why can't Russ do that? I think he can. I I'd think like he can it. too. I mean, oh, it's all know, crazy. Was, Go to the playoffs. And I'm happy if you're in the playoffs. If you can make a run in the playoffs, even better. Like, I just want relevant football. I, it'd be I, a championship. Sure, I'll take it. But just yeah. be interesting in December. That's all I want. When you talk to other NFL fans, I hate having to start my sentences with, well, yeah, but yeah, I just want to be, we're good. I don't have to start with a, yeah, and then make an excuse. Well, yeah, but if we didn't have Teddy Two Gloves, we'd be fine. And I just want to not have to apologize for how bad our team is playing anymore. I just want to enjoy it. Hmm. Well, he is Mike DeSico, and I am Jess Place. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos, a podcast feature of MileHighReport.com. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Mile High Report family of podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on the Twitters. Mike, what is your Twitter? At Mike DeSico, M-I-K-E-D-E-C-I-C-C-O. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jezru, J-E-Z-R-U. We also have MHR Twitter at Mile High Report, at MHR Podcasts for Mile High Report Podcasts. Listen and love them. All of them. Go Broncos! Go Broncos! Woo! Right, that was it. Good morning, Broncos country. I am Jess Plays. I'm Tanner Watts. I'm Lori Lattimore Volkman. Good morning, Broncos country. Tim Lynch here. I am Rachel Strand, and welcome to Horse Tracks. The Horse Tracks. Mile High Report Horse Tracks. With your horse tracks. And I've got your morning update. It's Horse Tracks, Mile High Report's daily update of what's going on in Broncos country. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing.